How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word SHOW to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text SHOW to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Vic Ramaswamy is doing all those push-ups with college students. <laughs> Doesn't do anything. Voters Not put, enough, apparently. Voters put the brake on Vivek tonight. I'm sorry to, sorry to <laughs> say. Been working Trump all night. Uh, he's been waiting. Yeah, he's been yeah. That was been in the quiver. That was a Trump limerick. <laughs> and Trump pulled his chain, you know, this weekend, obviously. But I, I guarantee you, though, as they watch this number dancing around 50, you know, it could have been a bigger night. If Vivek hadn't pulled seven or eight percent out of this thing, so I'm, I'm sure oh. someone in the Trump office is no, taking note. Vivek is gone. Asa Hutchinson gone. We're down to three candidates. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The Eric Erickson Show. The phone number eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. If you want to be on the program, a couple of weeks ago, if you're listening, I said it was coming up. Looked like it was coming up. Trump. This would be his year. Uh, it's definitive at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee for president. He got over 50%. Now, whenever I mention polling on this program, I get a lot of angry emails and even some phone calls from people saying the polling's all wrong, the polling's a lie, uh, the polling is trying to shape public opinion. The polling was right. Every candidate except Ron DeSantis landed about where their polling was last night. Donald Trump uh, got about 51.8% of the vote out of Iowa. If Vivek wasn't in, he probably would have gotten more. He probably could have gotten close to 60. But the polling average had him at 52. So Donald Trump came in right around where the polling was. Nikki Haley did as well. Vivek Ramaswamy did as well. The only one who was five points higher than the polling average was DeSantis, and that clearly is the ground game, but it was not enough. I have said to you several times that I thought his ground game was good enough. He could possibly, particularly with the weather being so bad, blow out in Iowa, surprise people, and maybe win. Nope. Uh, Never backed down, got beat down by the Trump turnout last night, and that's fatal to DeSantis. His campaign is largely out of money, never backed down, is dysfunctional. Uh, I don't see a path for DeSantis. He's in Greenville, South Carolina today, but his campaign's come off the rails. He put everything into Iowa, had the endorsement of the governor, had the endorsement of Bob Vanderplatz, the largest evangelical leader in Iowa. He didn't do well. He won not a single county. For perspective, Nikki Haley won a county in Iowa. She came in third, but she won a county. DeSantis has not a single county in Iowa. Nikki Haley won Johnson County. It's south of Des Moines. It's where the University of Iowa is, college town. She did well in those uh, high-income, high-education areas. Donald Trump swept the rest of the state. He's going to be the Republican nominee. Now, there are some takeaways from Iowa that you got to understand. One is the dumbest talking point. We need to dispel the talking point. This is, it, it, it's kind of infuriating to me. I try to be a straight shooter with you. You know my biases. You know I'm I'm not a, a huge Trump fan. I, I, I think that He can win, but it's going to be more resource intensive than if it's DeSantis or Haley. He's going to be the nominee. 
Uh, but I just I really hate the stupid talking points uh, that people come up with as a way to be dishonest with what's happening. And one of the most dishonest talking points today is that Donald Trump suppressed the vote in Iowa, that there were 80,000 less people this time, and it's because of Trump. Now, just use your brain on that if you're not a, a, a brain-dead, broken person. Um, if you see Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy, Asa Hutchinson, and some dude no one's ever heard of on the ballot— and you want to stop Donald Trump, you don't stay home, you go to the caucuses. But people say, oh, it's 80,000 less than 2016. It's, it's Donald Trump turned people off. No, he didn't. You know what turned people off? It was negative 13 degrees. In 2016, the low temperature, the low temperature was 28 degrees with a high in the 40s. It never got above zero in Iowa yesterday. To say that Donald Trump and not the weather was to blame for low turnout is like saying, I, I don't know, um, uh, Mars is responsible for the tides on planet Earth when never mind the moon right next door. It's it's dumb. It's a talking point of the aggrieved, and I understand DeSantis supporters are aggrieved today. Uh, I was impressed by his campaign and his organization, but it all fell apart at the end. It does you no good to build up a campaign like that and then have it fall apart at the end. And let's just be honest, it fell apart at the end. Now, there are warning signs for Trump of things he's got to think about moving forward. When you look at where Ron DeSantis did well, the precincts, Ron DeSantis won some precincts. And the precincts all have something in common. They're conservative suburban areas outside of Ames, outside of Des Moines, um, near Cedar Rapids. I said, by the way, that Nikki Haley went outside of Johnson County, outside of Des Moines, actually outside Iowa City, south of Cedar Rapids. When you look at the map, Vivek Ramaswamy, by the way, won not a single precinct. Ron DeSantis one suburban conservative precincts with college-educated evangelicals. Donald Trump won over 51%. He swept the state minus Johnson County, where Nikki Haley won. So the lesson that the Trump campaign can take away from this is that the Republican Party is coming home to him, but he needs to, just for the general election, do something to get the suburban evangelical college-educated voters who may sit it out. He doesn't want to have people sit out the race. Now, where does the race go from here? Well, we head to New Hampshire. Ron DeSantis has gone to, to South Carolina. He's in Greenville today. Uh, those of you listening on WRD, he'll be there near you, and then he's headed to New Hampshire. Haley has gone straight to New Hampshire to campaign in New Hampshire. The latest poll out of New Hampshire, the ARG poll, has Nikki Haley and Donald Trump tied. It's also a terrible pollster. Uh, ARG is not a good pollster. And again, um, rely not on the polls, but the averages. The average got it right. The average got it right. Ron DeSantis overperformed because of his Iowa ground game. He doesn't have that anywhere else. Haley also won moderate liberal voters. Uh, Trump came in second. DeSantis came in third. The lesson for the DeSantis campaign is they theorized badly in that race. Now, what do I mean by that? The DeSantis campaign theorized that people would like a Trump-like candidate, but 
not Donald Trump. It turns out that the Republican base wants Donald Trump. They don't want a Trump-like candidate. The polling average in New Hampshire has Trump at 43.5 and Haley at 29.3%. So now the other talking point that's coming out of Iowa is that half the Republicans want someone other than Trump. Actually, it's about 49%. You look in New Hampshire, it's over 50% want an alternative. You look in Iowa, it's about half. It doesn't matter. That's the way primaries play out when you have strong contenders otherwise. That's kind of another dumb talking point, like Trump suppressed the vote in Iowa as opposed to the weather. These aren't smart talking points. The reality and the bottom line is that Donald Trump is your nominee, Republicans. Whether you like him or not, Donald Trump's your nominee. Now, I would suggest to the Republican National Convention, you might consider moving your your convention up even earlier. Why? Here's a, a rule of federal campaign finance law, one of the few inviolable rules in politics. You can't take money from the Republican Party or the Democratic Party until you are the nominee of the party. And Donald Trump is not the nominee until nominated at the convention and formally approved. He can't take money from the Republican National Convention. He's got these legal bills. He's got the aging aging Carroll uh, trial. It starts today. In fact, Trump had to leave from Iowa and go to New York for the trial. So Trump's not even campaigning in New Hampshire. He's in court today. His lawyers are getting paid in large part out of his campaign He can win the primary based on name ID. He's going to have to put some effort into the general election. He needs the Republican money. They should probably advance the convention. They're not going to, by the way. They've signed contracts. So that leads me to the most controversial point of all, and the one that even on social media today, people are very angry at me for making. Donald Trump has all the support. You know who has all the donors? Nikki Haley. The DeSantis people in particular, and even a lot of the Trump people, are furious with the suggestion that maybe Haley should be the vice presidential nominee for Trump. Trump is probably looking at Christy Nome or someone like that in reality, but Nikki Haley's got the donor support. You want to get the donors on your side, Trump? You're going to need the donors on your side. With all your legal bills, you can't get the RNC money until after the convention's over. You might want to consider floating her. You know, he was very uh, conciliatory in his speech last night said nice things about DeSantis, nice things about Haley. It's very clear the the bigness of his win uh, really shows he is going to be the nominee. It's time to rally the party. It's time to be the leader. It's also time to start ignoring the others. He said very nice, conciliatory things, bringing the party together. What was so interesting is that the news media, other than Fox, refused to cover his speech. CNN cut away from him. Rachel Maddow on NBC, MSNBC talked about how we regret that we can't run his speech because you never know the lies he'll say. It was actually a good speech. By the way, the media treating Trump like that gives him an advantage because one of the things that most people, including people in the Trump team, note is that he's kind of been out of people's minds for a while. He's done the basement strategy. While Joe Biden is visible every day, putting his foot in his mouth, Donald Trump is not. So the reality is by not showing Trump and elevating Trump and putting him in the forefront, it makes people relax a little bit about him. It doesn't build the anxiety people had over him in 2020. It helps Trump. 
Now, I suspect that's going to change. I suspect the polling will also shift that right now, nationally, uh, Donald Trump is beating Joe Biden in the national polling average by about 1.1%, 45.8 to 44.7. That's going to shift. There actually is data. The Biden administration is pointing people to this in the polling. There are actually a lot of Americans who couldn't believe the Republicans would nominate Donald Trump. They just didn't take it seriously. Now that it's happened, that reality will dawn in. Some of that will shift to Joe Biden. But Trump can win. This is something the Democrats do not appreciate. Donald Trump typically overperforms his polling. In fact, this time in Iowa is the first time he underperformed the average, not by much, only a few tenths of a percent. But Donald Trump tends to overperform, and he's already ahead of Joe Biden. The U.K. defense minister says we're on a pre-war footing globally. If the world descends into chaos under Joe Biden, in addition to the economic effects it'll have, that helps Donald Trump. Republican opponents of Donald Trump and Democratic opponents of Donald Trump have always wanted external events to take out Donald Trump. They've never found the winning argument to take out Donald Trump. And I don't think threats about democracy at this point help. It did to a degree in 2022. I don't think it does now when you've got Democrats throwing Donald Trump off the ballot refusing to honor the will of the people. I don't think they can make an argument Donald Trump's a threat to democracy when they're shutting down the democratic effort of people to vote for him. The reality for those of you who don't care for Donald Trump, you consider yourselves Republicans, conservatives, you don't care for Donald Trump, he's going to be the nominee of the party. So you'll now have to come to terms with it. Bringing in a Nikki Haley as a running mate probably helps him consolidate a little more. It's like George H.W. Uh, Bush in 1980 become, became Reagan's running mate. Reagan was the conservative. The establishment went to war against Reagan. They put up Howard Baker. They put up Bob Dole. They put up uh, George H.W. Bush. They put up um, a, a, several other people, uh, George Anderson and others. They, they all fell apart. And Reagan put Bush as his vice president. He was perceived as the moderate, and it brought the moderates into the Reagan coalition, and they trounced Jimmy Carter. Trump could do something like that, uh, and he brings the donor class along who are back in Nikki Haley. Whether he does or not, the bottom line for everybody is come to terms with the fact Donald Trump, he's the Republican nominee. And in 2024, we're going to have Biden versus Trump 2.0. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Stand by. I'm happy to take your phone calls. But I got to play this audio. I mentioned Rachel Maddow. Just listen to this from MSNBC last night. At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is 
of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes. The smugness of MSNBC, which allows on Joy Reid, Al Sharpton, Mehdi Hassan, although not anymore with him, and others, to say they're not going to air the former president of the United States' victory speech in Iowa because he may say untrue things. Have you people watched Joy Reid's show? Have you listened to Mehdi Hassan or the other shows on MSNBC? Uh, the, this this level of smug preening that we won't do it, let's be honest, you're not doing it because you don't want to traumatize the 50,000 people watching your network Uh, a bunch of progressives who get PTSD every time they see Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with him and everything to do with your audience. And ironically, you help Donald Trump by not broadcasting him because it doesn't then fire up your base of people. It's, it's, It's dishonest. It's also rather silly. He is the former president of the United States. He is the Republican Party's nominee. And your biases against him absolutely will help Donald Trump. It's deeply hilarious to watch the moral preening and the lies from the network when they're not worried about dishonesty. They're worried about upsetting their viewers. Now, we must move to actually the big news of the day because there is Iowa dominates all the coverage, but there's actually a, a massive news story outside of Iowa that we need to get to first. I need to remind you with all the regional banks out there going wobbly and the financial turmoil over their portfolios, Swiss America wants to help you. They're sounding the alarm about the secret war on cash and the assault on your freedoms. With soaring interest rates, squeezing the economy and banks teetering on collapse, Swiss America can educate you on how to protect your hard-earned assets. You can get their report, Secret War on Cash, for free. All you do is call or text my full name, Eric Erickson, to 800 289-2646, 800-289-2646. The war on cash is spreading. Corporate America has played a role in it as well. So read the secret war on cash. It's free to you guys. Just mention Eric Erickson. When you call or text 800-289-2646, that's 800-289-2646. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. That's SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Or just text them my name, Eric Erickson. 800-289-2646. Message and data rates may apply. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, 
and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Greetings and welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. Um, Importantly, you can now pre-order my book. Uh, and I I hope you might do that. It's called um, You Shall Be as Gods. Now, let me explain the book for you. In fact, if you text DATA to 33777, you will get links to Barnes & Noble and to Amazon. You can pre-order the book. It comes out later this year. Uh, I'll just read you the description. What in the world is happening Too many Americans, it feels as if reality itself has turned upside down. Speaking truth or even suggesting such a thing exists is labeled as oppression and cause for social banning. Values once taken for granted are not only routinely ignored but openly attacked. Why is America being fundamentally transformed before our eyes? As Christianity has been pushed aside, the progressive left has developed a new pagan religion complete complete with all the trappings. Creeds, confessions, sacraments, mantras, liturgies, shunning sacred books, redemptive rituals, and priests and priestesses. But the radical roots of the new secular religion are ancient. We've seen it all before. In You Shall Be As Gods, Eric Erickson traces the religion's roots from paganism and Gnosticism through the Age of Enlightenment all the way to postmodernism of the 21st century. At the heart of the ancient religion is a self-centered culture. The church today has been weakened by compromising with the neo-pagan religion, leaving the faithful confused and ill-prepared to counter the claims of society's present-day doctrine. Yet there remains a significant remnant, perhaps even a silent majority in America, that refuses to bow to the rising belief system. Just as in Rome and countless societies throughout history, the religions present two opposing stories of reality which necessitates conflict. In an era where the Christian thing to do seems to be to go along to get along, Erickson makes clear the two cultures can't peacefully coexist, but calls for the reader to speak truth and love. That's that's the synopsis of the book. You shall be as gods. If you're interested, text the word data to 33777. You can pre-order my book. And now, in all honesty, buying my book actually helps me a ton. It's a good book. It's worth reading. Um, but also it helps me a ton um, with growth of the show and everything else um, being a being a best-selling author. It's number one on Amazon right now in religion books, and uh, it's like in the top five for history books, depending on how it's classified. So you should go pre-order my book. All you do is text the word DATA to 33777, and you can uh, pre-order it. It'll be available later this year. I must move on. While everyone is focused on Iowa, there's actually a bigger story. The British defense minister says we, as a world, are in a pre-war footing. That's a little bit disturbing to hear a defense minister say that. 
this morning, well, it was it was afternoon their time in the Red Sea. A Houthi-backed group attacked more ships, hitting a cargo ship with a cruise missile. The United States, the U.K., and other groups had bombed the Houthi the other day. Uh, the Houthis' response was to redouble their efforts. They fired a missile at a ship yesterday. They hit a ship uh, this morning, our time, late this afternoon. Um, it is causing more problems. We're not exactly sure the nature of the ship that was hit at this time, but it's significant that they've now escalated. It appears it could have been a uh, ship hauling vehicles. Volvo, by the way, has said it is um, it is going to change its shipping routes to avoid the Red Sea. The Qatari prime minister says that uh, the Red Sea attacks have changed the way we view international trade, how we view international shipping, and how interconnected we are from east to west. He is not happy with what has happened, and the Qataris have been siding with the U.S. against Iran. Now, that's the first thing. This morning, our time, another ship was hit by a Houthi missile. We bombed them the other day, and their missile attacks escalated, but it's not just them. For the first time, Iran is acknowledging it launched missiles at U.S. positions. It also hit places in Syria. Iran is taking direct credit for this. There were several explosions yesterday near the U.S. consulate in Erbil, Iraq. The Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps took responsibility, saying it was targeting the headquarters of spies and anti-Iranian terrorist gatherings in parts of the region. Four people were killed. Six were injured in the attack. There were no coalition forces or American forces killed in the bombing. No U.S. facilities were impacted. There was no damage to that infrastructure. There were also missiles launched into Syria from Iran. This shows a couple of things. I don't know that the attacks actually were intended to hit the consulate. It could have been a warning shot. Why a warning shot? Because Iran has never fired cruise missiles of this range before. So by firing these missiles, they came from down uh, towards Kuwait. They were in Iranian territory in the southern part of the country. Uh, they went to northern Iraq. They made it to Syria in some cases. This is a big sign from Iran that they've got uh, missile capabilities that perhaps the rest of the world did not know. And they aimed close to but not at the consulate. consulate. There is uh, some dispute did they aim to hit the consulate or not? I don't think we should presume that they intended to hit the consulate because that would have been a real act of war. But by hitting near the consulate, what they're doing is saying, hey, guys, guess what capabilities we have, what we are capable of doing. And if they can make it that far, the question is, could they make it to Israel? This is a dramatic escalation of what's been happening. And, you know, our media in this country, they don't want to play Donald Trump's speech from last night in Iowa, but they don't want to cover this either. The defense minister in Great Britain says that Britain is facing wars in Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea in five years. 
but there's no plan to actually grow the military there. In a major speech at Lancaster House in London, he urged Britain and its allies to ramp up defense spending, insisting the era of the peace dividend is over. In five years' time, we could be looking at multiple theaters involving Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea. He said the Ukraine war has put the future of the world order at stake. China is watching to see what the West does. Iran is enriching uranium, uh, building nuclear weapons. North Korea is threatening to expand its arsenal. And yet there are no plans in Britain to cut or to expand the military, and he thinks that needs to happen. In fact, we do need to be growing the military at this point. These are unsteady times, and don't look now, but North Korea is intending to amend their constitution by fiat to declare South Korea a hostile power. The North Korean leader, we talked about this a couple of months ago when it happened, he said he was no longer going to uh, seek peace with South Korea. No one was exactly sure how to read that at the time, but now they are placing in their constitution a declaration that South Korea is a hostile power. This looks like a war footing for North Korea. So you have the North Koreans moving to a war footing. You have Iran launching ballistic missiles and seeking to build their nuclear weapons, have Russia in Ukraine. The Taiwanese elected an anti-China leader uh, the other day over the weekend. Uh, You've got the Chinese moving towards a war footing with Taiwan. Meanwhile, the Chinese missile program, ballistic missile program, and nuclear missile program seems to be garbage, so much corruption. They're having a big military purge there. Y'all, this is actually rather serious. And we as a people in the United States have kind of taken a, we're going to step back from the world stage. This is what happens when the Americans take a step back and the rest of the world is seeing this and licking their chops thinking they can replace us on the world stage as the dominant player. And the problem is all the countries want to do that don't share our values, which is going to be worse for us. We don't want to spend the money. We don't want to take the time. Uh, We think it's a waste of time, a waste of money, a waste of energy. We'd like to withdraw. We'd like to become isolationist. The rest of the world is hoping that we do. Think about this. When you turn on the news today, I've got the news channels on. They're all talking about the Iowa caucuses. They're talking about the implications. They're talking about Trump. They're not talking about Iran now has the capability to fire long-range missiles and was able to hit very close to the U.S. consulate in Erbil. They're not talking about Iran hitting a hospital in Syria. They're not talking about the Iranian capabilities now reach Israel. They're not talking about the Houthi now directly attacking and hitting ships after we tried to stop them. They're not talking about the weak response of Joe Biden. They're not talking about the anemic response of Western powers trying not to escalate it. They're so scared of escalating it, they're escalating it. The fear of Western leaders is escalating the situation in the Middle East. And now you've got a lot of the foreign policy experts who've studied North Korea saying what's happening in North Korea is a dangerous sign. We could have a multi-front war on our hands. I suspect, I just, I suspect, I have a sneaking suspicion that they're not talking about it because they think that it might help Donald Trump because when he was president, 
We didn't have these sorts of problems. See, this is the problem that Democrats have. As much as, as Donald Trump was a chaos candidate, as both parties call him, and a lot of people got anxiety from the chaos, what's going to give people more anxiety? Donald Trump, who they thought was going to start World War III or World War III when Joe Biden is president. What, what do you think is going to what do you think is going to be a bigger deal? A lot of the way the media chooses to cover these things is because of Donald Trump. I mean, I played you the Rachel Maddow story that they didn't want to they didn't want to trigger their audience on MSNBC by playing a speech from Donald Trump. They claimed it was because of dishonesty, yet we know that's not true because of all the people they put on MSNBC. They're not concerned with truth. They're concerned with not alienating their audience who lives in dread of Donald Trump and the anxiety that comes from that. But what's going to give the American public more anxiety, Donald Trump or World War III? And that's not starting under Donald Trump. That's starting under Joe Biden, who claims some level of normalcy. These are profoundly destabilizing times. When Joe Biden got elected, he promised us a return to normalcy. Remember that? It was a return to normalcy if we elected Joe Biden. What did we get? Certainly not a return to normalcy. We got no such thing. We, we've gotten chaos. All sorts of chaos. We've gotten a world headed to war. And we've got now the United States and Western powers launching missiles at the Houthi to deter them and Iran firing missiles back with capabilities much of the world did not know, revealing that they might actually be a stronger power than we thought. That didn't happen when Donald Trump was president. Now, y'all, I want to welcome to the show my really good friends at Hillsdale College. I cannot tell you just I'm I'm such a big fan of Larry Arn and Hillsdale and what they've done. I know so many great graduates from Hillsdale. Millions have taken uh, Hillsdale College course online for free. A lot of people probably will never get the opportunity. So this year what we're going to do is we're bringing the nuggets about the Constitution, the form of 60-second spots created by Hillsdale College. The new feature, the Constitution Minute, teaches principles. You've got to know. you got to share. I want you to really listen to understand. Own them so you can be a champion for freedom and truth. So Hillsdale is going to equip you with a free pocket Constitution. If you go to ericforhillsdale.com, E-R-I-C-K, for Hillsdale.com, you can even forward the Constitution Minute spots to friends. If you have a friend you want to educate about the Constitution, go to ericforhillsdale.com. Hillsdale is preparing these Constitution Minutes. You can forward them to friends, and you can get a free pocket Constitution. All you got to do is go to ericforhillsdale.com. You can learn more about Hillsdale College. You yourself can get a free pocket Constitution, and you can hear the Constitution Minutes and forward them to friends to educate your friends about the Constitution. Hillsdale College is committed to teaching about the founding of this country and the true and accurate principles by which this country was founded. So many people are being led astray now by things like the 1619 Project. Let Hillsdale College set the record, educate you and your friends, and you get the free pocket Constitution at Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Eric for Hillsdale.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, we had a couple people email and say, what about Soleimani? Remember that there were missiles that were fired by Iran after Soleimani, and that's right, and I should have mentioned that before. Here's the difference. Uh, The missiles that were fired after Soleimani were aligned along the border with Iraq close to, so they were fired at uh, Ain al-Assad Air Base. They were fired at Erbil back then as well. They were actually positioned close to the border. What happened the other day are the longest-range missiles that Iran has fired. They came from southern Iran along the Persian Gulf. Uh, fired at further distance, uh, and they were guided as well back during the Soleimani attack by local Iranian militias. These were not this time. Uh, So it it was an escalated attack on what happened because the missile capabilities of the Iranians have improved compared to just a few years ago with Soleimani. The missiles could be fired from further away. They didn't need people on the ground to try to coordinate the targeting. Iran was able to do that itself. Uh, back then, you'll recall that uh, there was no 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 one was hurt at the time either. They just kind of fired them. But um, so yeah, the, you're absolutely right. There were missiles fired by Iran after the killing of Soleimani. What's fundamentally different this time, though, is that these missiles were fired from further away, unguided, uh, from uh, Iraq, clear Iranian territory, not on the border with Iraq. Uh, that makes it a bigger issue now. Iran clearly has ballistic missile capabilities that they've developed further since the uh, killing of Soleimani a few years ago, five, six years, five years ago, I guess. All right, this hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. The uh, You can go check them out if you're a business and you're buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise. You want to expand and grow. Banks are giving you the runaround. First Liberty makes their own lending decisions. You can call them or reach out to them. Go to firstlibertyga.com. That's their website. You can get all their contact information. Tell them I sent you. Spend a few minutes with them. FirstLibertyGA.com. Now, when we come back, there we got to switch to the Democratic side of things. There are growing voices in the Democratic Party that Joe Biden has problems. And, and did y'all hear this the other day? I don't know that you could understand any of that, but that was Joe Biden visiting a coffee shop where he says, I'm Joe Biden. I'm in the United States Senate. Uh, He's not, last time I checked, in the United States Senate, but he actually said that in the coffee shop. Joe Biden, exposed for everyone to see he's not in his right mind, is a weak Joe Biden. And behind the scenes, Democrats are very concerned. Why? Because... Democratic strategists think the Biden campaign team isn't up to snuff and they really want to stop Donald Trump and they don't believe the Democrats can do it with Joe Biden. It's hilarious to watch their fretting. Uh, Some audio made the TV shows over the weekend the grumbling of prominent Democrats about the Biden campaign, lack of message and lack of ambitions to try to target voters outside of swing states. And of course, they're moving John Kerry to the campaign. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.